East Coast Breakfast. So it was about a year ago that I came across this phenomenal woman. Her profile on Instagram of Shan.LivingLife says this. Can't isn't a word. A wife, a mom, a quad amputee, sepsis with DIC survivor. Welcome to Kerry's Couch. Shannon Lee, Fisser. I'm very well in you. Shan, I'm good. You are an absolute light and you are so filled with so much joy and here you are sitting in your wheelchair no hands no feet where do we even begin tell me about Shannon Lee Fisser when she was young where did you grow up I actually grew up in Joburg mm-hmm. and in 1997 my stepfather and my mom bought a, a business down in Pennington and so we moved there and I did my standard seven up to matric down that side and I've been here on the coast ever since then and what did six-year-old Shan want to do when she grew up oh six-year-old Chan was so busy playing outside and not <laughs> worrying about what she was going to do when she grew up. Just having a jaw. Just having a jaw. And yes. your parents, did they stay together? My parents got divorced when I was very young. My dad lived in Cape Town. My mom lived in Joburg. But I was very close to my dad. I used to spend holidays and all that with him. So he was still very much involved in my life. And siblings? I have one stepbrother. He's nine years younger than me. And three older stepsisters. And... Let's talk a little bit about your life before sepsis. I am married for 14 years. It was on the 14th of January. Congratulations. Yes. Um, I've got a daughter who's 13 years old. And I can see that you've had a lot of facial constructive surgery. I can see that you are a quadruple amputee. What happened, Shan? I somehow contracted sepsis um, on the 17th of January, 2017. The night I was feeling a little bit nauseous. I then fainted. 18th of January, couldn't get out of bed, carry on with nausea, passing out. Then eventually at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I thought I'd try and make my way through to the kitchen to get something to drink. And Were you I by collapsed. yourself? Um, I was actually in PE at the time. The business that I worked for their head office moved from Durban to PE and uh, we worked and lived on the same premises so the kitchen was like a communal kitchen for the business and for the home okay. and when I tried to make my way through to the kitchen I then collapsed and one of my colleagues found me. So before we go any further uh, what is sepsis? Sepsis is basically a blood disease where it attacks your blood and then the blood can't get through to the the extremities and all that. What happened with me was I had DRC as well which meant my body was bleeding and clotting at the same time so the doctors couldn't stop the bleeding because it would just clot everywhere too quickly and then they couldn't stop the clotting because it was just bleed too much. Oh my, okay so you'd had no wounds you were not sick. The strange thing happened Kerry was on the 15th of January I was bitten by Mongoose. So this is 2017. Yes. How did that happen? It was my ex-boss's mongoose. Oh, a pet mongoose. Well, it, you're not supposed to keep wild animals. You've got to have special permits and stuff. Okay, but he was he used so to this, being handled. Yes. It ran up my leg and it bit me between my thumb and my pointing finger. This happened on the 15th of January. 17th of January, I fell sick. 18th of January, landed up in casualty, not knowing who I was. My hands and feet were on fire. And then I was went straight to ICU. 
ICU. But the strange thing is, through all the blood tests, they couldn't pinpoint exactly what had caused the sepsis. Do you think it had something to do with the mongoose? That was the only difference between me and the rest of the house, was the mongoose. That was the only difference. And the, the physician's report said that it was either dysentery, which means you've got an upset runny tummy for a while, which I didn't have, or it was a mongoose bite. But unfortunately, because the blood test could not pinpoint exactly what the cause of the bacteria was, uh, yeah, I didn't really get any answers. Wow. And the boss that owned the pet didn't kind of... No, she very nicely took me off the books on the the day after I had my hands amputated, saying that I was incompetent to do my job. Well, look, mongoose, no mongoose. The point is that now the 18th, you have no idea who you are. You go to ICU. When did you wake up? I was woken up from a coma on the 30th of Jan. So it's been half a month. You've woken up. Um, What happened was while I was in the coma, my body had gone into survival mode. So all the blood was drawn away from the extremities to keep my heart, liver, keep you alive. Alive. Yeah. Um, Even though everything had started shutting down. Um, When I was brought up the coma, I can remember like quite a few people standing around my bed and the physician said oh welcome back and I like looked at him as if to say well where have I gone you know I don't remember going anywhere and then um, couldn't see my legs but my hands and that were wrapped up and it was quite disturbing to me as to why my hands and stuff were wrapped up but the doctors were trying to wait for me to be strong enough to tell me what had gone on and during one of the the bed baths that I was having I saw my hands they were black and uh, the nurses in called the doctors in and that was when they told me what had happened that my hands had died my feet had died but they didn't say anything about my face because obviously all this trauma they were waiting to get over the one trauma to oh, get to the other so you don't think about nose or lips when you think extremities no 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 i was very lucky i didn't lose my ears as well because people can lose their ears from that and that moment what happens to a beautiful woman who's looking at dead hands like what goes through your mind the only thing that went through my mind was i can't give up i've got a daughter and i've got to let her see that it doesn't matter what is thrown your way you have to be strong because if i had given up there what example would i have been to her so how long after you see these black hands was it that they were removed they try to keep it as long as they could to see if any life would come back and it was around about the the fifth they realized that there was no improvement so on the 6th of February, I had my legs amputated and the 8th of February, I had my arms amputated. While all of this was going down, doctors came to see, you know, what, what was going on. And one of the doctors said, oh, OK, well, you're going to do this and this for her hands and her feet. What are you going to do for her face? And that was when I looked at everybody. And that was when the doctor realized, oh, she doesn't know. Nobody's told her about this. No. On your face? Or- All I know is it was difficult for me to talk because my tongue had also been affected. My tongue had swollen up. So not only did I lose both legs, both hands, I lost my nose, I lost my lips, I lost the tip of my tongue, I lost the top part of my jaw and what? eight top teeth. Yeah. So to date, I've had 66 operations and I've got about another 20 to go. And when you arrived here this morning, you came with your husband. Yes. Is he just the strongest man ever? Did your relationship not take some sort of a knock? The reason I was in PE was not just because the business had moved. What happened was things were very rocky between my husband and I. You know, it was up and down, up and down and all that. And when the business was going to move to PE and all that. So you were taking a bit of a break for you. And we decided mutually, let's have a separation. He always said, you know, if things don't work out, you can always 
always come back home and it took something like what I went through for us to realise that we are meant for each other. And look, everybody has their bad times. We still do have our bad times, but we realise that we are meant for each other and I'm just lucky that that unfortunately I went through that for us to realise, but I'm just lucky that we did end up together. You were just a... A ray of light, and I'm so grateful I got to meet you. Of course, I wish it was under different circumstances, but it is what it is. And I know that you're working with the best surgeon, that's for sure. Yes. And just thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you Kerry. for sharing. And uh, that we realized that. And it wasn't too late. It wasn't too late. We are meant to be together. Still feel like you can be sexy for him? I try. I try my best. It's very difficult, but I do try. And. I mean, intimacy, I mean, has everything, anything else been affected, you know? So you're still able to, you know, act as a woman and a man. Yes. Sure. And you've just celebrated now 14 years of marriage. 14 years of marriage, yes. Do you feel like the fact that he's looking after you is almost like your knight in shining armor? Or do you feel useless? Sometimes it's difficult. You want to be, as a woman, you want to be as independent as you as you can be. Um, I am blessed that he helps me a lot, but there's a lot of things that I can do myself. The only thing that I can't do is cook. He was always a cook in the house. Well, he that's was actually always his okay. kitchen. Yeah. Um, even before everything happened, he was always a cook. If he didn't feel like cooking, then I'd step in and cook because I don't find much fun in mm. in that. Um, um, but eating, I eat myself. I shower myself. I dress myself. I go to the toilet myself. Rehab. People go to rehab to get over drugs and alcohol. I went to rehab to learn how to laugh again. And through that, they teach you how to to do things. And if you have in your mind that you want to do something, you're going to do it. It doesn't matter how you try your hardest. Like I say, can't is not a word. And I... I will try and try and try. And at this stage, if I say to you, I'm unable to do it, you know I have tried and tried and tried and I'm not able to do it. But if you say in your head, I'm going to do something, 90% of the time you'll do it. As soon as you get in your head, oh, well, I'm not sure if I can do it. That's when things start going wrong. That's when when your mind, your mind is a powerful thing and it's wonderful. And I was going to ask you that, where are you now when you see yourself in the mirror? And I mean, you are literally one of the most positive, positive human beings I think I've ever met. And I'm looking at you, at this face that you're showing me and you are beautiful, Shan. Thank you. I mean, also, I guess Thank thanks you. to your doctors also in yes. PE and to Dr. Paul McGar. I mean, I only have the most amazing things to say about him also. When you look in the mirror, what is the... Uh, the connection the mind-body connection for you there are you seeing you still that shining beautiful light i'm seeing me because i can't i can never say why why me why this because who's going to answer me nobody's going to answer do you still have i don't like the word hatred but is there still like some disdain towards your ex-friend with the pet mongoose there is because you'll never know yeah there is. I've, I've said I've never ever hated anybody in my life before because hate is such a strong word. But for what I went through and yeah. She offered no support. No. Not saying it was the mongoose's fault to understand that we yeah. don't have the proof. We don't have the proof. I mean, the point is that if it, there was a possibility, she really didn't stand up at all. No, unfortunately. And your daughter, didn't. how did she handle all of this? It was difficult for her as well but luckily I've got very supportive family and friends around me do her school friends have they made fun or has there been any bullying nothing like that no because we we're from such a small town everybody knew me from before I mean my parents used to have the corner shop that used to be open from half past six 
in the morning until 7 o'clock at night. And okay. Before you even did anything, everybody knew about it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they knew me from before. She had grown up in the in the small community. So in that way, she was also lucky that she had all the support of everybody behind her. And do you feel that KZN specifically is geared for wheelchairs? Do you feel like you can go to most restaurants or shopping centers? 90% of them, yes. Yes. Because, you know, when I knew you were coming here and I was just looking around, everything in a... Just you look at it with new eyes. Things that Exactly. And... This tiny, tiny little step coming into the studio, I thought, I don't know, is that tiny little step too much? Is it not too much? It's so interesting because we take it for granted. And every time, you know, I see one of my colleagues get into the lift to come up or down the one flight of stairs. I'm just like, you don't know how many people wish they had the ability to take the stairs. Take the stairs if you can take the stairs. Yeah. And even, I know because the, the Epilate where I go and do my laser, you yes. know, I introduced you to them as well. And I thought it's so different because I wanted to go to Epilate to do my laser because, ah, oh, shaving my legs. Emission. Emission. And then I, and then I heard about you, and I thought, well, we have to get you to go to Epilate because you, who was shaving your legs? Who was doing that stuff for you? My husband was helping me. And washing hair? Washing hair, he helps me with as well. Yes. And who puts your hair into the, the ponytail? Does. He does. So he's got it sorted. <laughs> he's got it sorted. Well, he's got a daughter that he has to help as well. So. So yeah. on on your Facebook, and I know, I mean, I feel like I've kept you here for so long already. On your Instagram, yes. it's at shan s h a n dot living life. You've got just over two hundred followers and you've really I mean there's pictures you wouldn't mind if I posted some of these would you you've put pictures you've put the story of what's happening how far are you from done I've probably got about another 20 operations to go really yeah and then um, I did have prosthetic legs Um, I was up and walking the same day I got them I can remember the prosthetic guy said no you're gonna have to stand and sit and you know get used to it and I said listen I haven't been able to walk you can't bring me legs and put them there and say you can't walk with them I said bring me that walker he brought me the walker and up and I was up walking from the moment I opened my eyes till I went to sleep and then eventually my my skin like after about eight months I got allergic reaction to the liners so that's the reason why I don't have prosthetic legs at the moment are you kidding me no I'm not but um, there's a thing called osteointegration where um, a titanium rod is put into the existing bone in your legs and there's a little bit that sticks out and the prosthetic actually clips to that so there's nothing that goes around your around your okay. skin or anything like that um, also because it's a new thing in South Africa and hasn't been done through medical aids before we are trying our best to get get that going so hopefully this year I'll be able to have that done and um, from some of the pictures that I've seen I mean there was a part or a moment in your life where I mean I'm looking here completely black nose black lips and now beautiful lips beautiful nose is is your face is it done now or there's still more no there's still more that needs to be done. um paul still needs to work on my nose um <laughs> there's no cartilage or anything inside my nose separating the left and right so i just look like you did yes. a little bit of r- women's rugby for a few yes, seasons yes. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my lips are constructed from a piece of skin on my thigh where they put a bag in there and uh, expand. It's called a tissue expander where they stretch the skin. And then that was put on. And my nose, likewise, is the the bit of um, bone at the top is from a piece of rib. 
and the skin was actually um, grafted from skin on my leg. It was put on top of my head wow. and stretched down to get blood supply. And eventually, when there was enough blood supply, they flipped it around and put it where it's supposed to be. That is incredible. It's amazing what doctors can do. It's amazing. And are you still kind of the... Uh, like lots of people coming to watch every surgery and come and see because as you said you haven't met any other sepsis survivors so are you still like a learning case for a lot of the other doctors and surgeons who want to come and look see what's happening yes are you okay with that yes because Kerry if I can help the next person then I think my job is done if I can be an inspiration to the next person a motivation to the next person to realize that whatever happens today happens today if you want to take over today's problems to tomorrow then that's your problem so you you mustn't complain about it tomorrow is a brand new day with brand new opportunities and if i can help somebody well that's what i was going to say is that the last thing you want is to be that person that reminds everyone else about how good their life is you know it's like oh I met this woman and just reminds me how happy I am. You've kind of allowed yourself to be that. And I think to be around you, I mean, your daughter, the gift you've given her, because she's going to grow up such a grounded woman. Because every time she thinks about throwing a fit because she doesn't have the latest phone or her Instagram account, this or that, she's going to remember what her mom's gone through and know what real struggle is. Struggle is. Well, I hope so, Kerry. I hope so. I, I don't even... I feel like I could just sit and talk to you for ages. I... I'm intrigued by your story. I'm bewildered by your story, but I'm also so inspired by I'm so inspired by you. Thank you. I'm so inspired by you. And that's what I want. I don't want people to like look at me and think, oh my gosh, what the hell happened to her? Rather come up to me, chat to me. And I'll tell you, um, don't like... We still have a weird stigma. And we it's do. just so society in general, I don't know. Kids are so honest. Drunk people are so honest. In between, I don't know what happens. But and I, I, I find that it's it's... Kids will look and then carry on with their with their lives, you know. I find it's adults that yeah. that's you know, for some reason when you put someone in a wheelchair, it's like straight away you're also not just taking away legs, but somehow taking away brain capacity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they think that you're completely stupid. No, that's not how it works. You know, I still have feelings. I still think. I still, you know, carry on with life. I have to because I don't want to depend on on a whole bunch of people. I want to do as much as I can for myself. So where, where from, like where to from now for you? What is, I don't know if, if you really are thinking into the future, future, if you're at the moment just going from operation to operation? Well, I want to eventually, um, I want to start a YouTube channel to tell everybody about my story. Um, I want to do motivational speaking as well. Um, but I just want to get over these operations because every time, like you said, we tried so many times to get me here and then then an operation and then it's a healing time and everything seems to like happen. So I'm just waiting for everything to calm down a bit. Um, like I've started, it took me a long time to be able to share all my, my pictures. Understandable. Um, I could always tell my story but not all the nitty-gritties about and show you look this is actually what happened i can tell you i lost my nose i lost my lips but these pictures are a lot i mean it's it's very real it's a very you're sharing your most intimate yes most intimate really not a nice time with anyone that's willing to see and look for that i'm so grateful i mean I'm, i'm looking here at some of the the messages that people are writing to you you're such a warrior you are an angel on earth an inspiration to so many you're amazing i mean the fact that you're sharing the fact that you're sharing this is pretty unbelievable and i'm so grateful that you are i'm i wouldn't wish this on anyone and i'm i'm incredibly sorry but i'm sure in hindsight one day we'll sit together over a glass of wine i'll get you a straw (laughs) 
There we go. A straw in a bottle. <laughs> and we'll just talk about how many people's lives have been changed yeah. because of what you allowed yourself to go through in this lifetime. And I say that because I like to think that we are always holding the cards and that only the strongest women will survive. Get the strongest tests. You know, I have to believe that. Otherwise, yeah. why on earth would so many people go through such stuff? I'm a firm believer that everybody has the person that they believe in, the greater power, your God, whatever. I believe they won't put it on your shoulders if you can't handle it. Some 100%. of the struggles you go through, I couldn't handle. And vice versa, like the one operation I came out of, I had a trachea. I didn't know I was going to have a trachea. It is the most horrible thing I have ever well, gone that's through. That's the, the hole in your throat. The pipe in your throat, yes. When they did my lips because there was no access, I couldn't breathe through my mouth. Oh. They had to find another way for me to breathe. Then I woke up in ICU and the first thing I tried to do was talk and I, I started panicking and they're like, whoa, wait, hold on, you know. <sighs> and I see people that have been living for years with trackies. I, I, I couldn't. And I've told the doctors, if, if it has to go down that route, just rather just leave me because I don't think I can handle that again. It, was, it wasn't a nice experience. It was horrible trying to, whenever I try to eat something or drink something, I'd choke and you've got to learn how to talk and all that. Mm. Uh-uh. And now down the line, I mean, we're in 2020, it's been almost three years so it's been three years years, yes do you find that you are your days are filled with more laughter than tears or do you still have just days where you just are uh yeah i do have those uh days but every normal human being has those uh days whether you've got everything in the world whether you've got millions in the bank account you still have those uh days but it's like i said it's whether you take those uh days over till tomorrow or wake up tomorrow thinking the sun is shining what brilliant opportunities have I got coming my way I just want to end off with this line again from your Instagram which I really please if you're not following shan.livinglife you need to do yourself a favor the first line can't is not a word and I think that that is something that we really can take from you you are an inspiration and I'm so grateful that you came to see me I know you're going to another appointment now yes so Thank you for making the time to see us. Thank you so much, Kerry. And I'm sure, you know, if you right now are listening and perhaps you know someone in this situation or you're just falling on hard times and you want a little bit of inspiration, I know that Shan will reply to you if you send her a message on her Instagram. Um, You are just a a ray of light and I'm so grateful I got to meet you. Of course, I wish it was under different circumstances, but it is what it is. And I know that you're working with the best surgeon, that's for sure. Yes. And just thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for inviting me here. Thank you. East Coast Breakfast.